0: Electa Bartels is our guest today. She runs a specific kind of bookkeeping service targeted toward home service providers from coast to coast. Her clients have a growth mindset and professionalism in their DNA. They need trusted services and counsel, and she doesn't ever request a shoebox of your receipts. Hope you or somebody you know will benefit from Electa's expertise and insights today. Welcome to The Brand Manual.
1: Well, today on The Brain Manual, we have Electa, who is a bookkeeper in Colorado, who is um, really redefining the game. And Electa, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate your time. We really appreciate that you would uh, sit with us and give us some understanding of your world. Um, taking it from the top, assuming nobody knows uh, who you are or what you do, sure. give us a brief rundown. What do you do?
2: Well, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm Electa Bartels with Profit in Your Pocket Bookkeeping, and I am a certified bookkeeper, exclusively serving the home services industries.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, fantastic! Okay, so um, exclusively serving the home services industry—like,
0: tell me, who's your customer? Is this this means people who drive? vehicles to houses and help houses correct
2: exactly so mm-hmm. anyone you can call to serve your home whether that be landscaping roofing and everything in between so hvac oh, electrical cool. plumbing yeah how
1: did, how did you come to focus on that industry
2: uh well i'm married to a master electrician so if that mm-hmm. gives you any clue yeah
1: uh, you <laughs> I got some insight
2: by training
1: ah <laughs> oh, fantastic
2: so well
1: How did you take us from the top? How did you get into bookkeeping?
2: My husband quit his job and started a business. And guess who got to learn the books?
0: (laughs) There you go. That's a common story, I'm sure. It's
2: a common story. I think I'm going to start a support group soon. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. So how did it go?
2: Um, Honestly, it didn't go well, but I've been kind of working through that. And I'm trying to make it easier for my clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I think I was very frustrated because I was trying to get the business to perform well from the bookkeeping side. And that's not necessarily all of it. Right. That's right. Marketing. We've got pricing. We've got selling and all of that in between. And like just using the books is not the best way to do it.
0: Right. So the books really tell the tale, not necessarily steer into the correct path right?
2: Right. Exactly. The books are basically a high school yearbook. (laughs) That's right. You know, I mean like, okay, last month was great, but how do we, but this Mm -hmm. month isn't. So what do we do? You know, kind of Mm -hmm. thing. That's always what was, you know, I struggled with.
1: Yeah. It's always looking at the business through history.
2: Exactly. Well, it's like ordering clothes for now using your measurements from high school. Like it's not going to work.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good, that's a very good metaphor. Um, tell us a little bit about your your customer base. Like, have you found any commonalities? Are they looking for something? Are they frustrated by something uh, yes. when they come to you?
2: Absolutely, they're usually frustrated with communication with their current bookkeeper or C- or their CPA who's doing the bookkeeping, and they usually come to me with the same problems. And they see it one way, but the problems are actually. It start starts with pricing, and it starts with understanding billable time, and all all the other components to that.
1: Yeah. So, so they're they're being under communicated with.
2: Absolutely. I had one client come to me last December, and his bookkeeper never returned his calls. She he had to hunt her down at her job.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. And his books were actually uh, twelve months behind when he only thought they were only seven months behind. So. Okay.
0: Wow. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. R- related a lot to of customer base. Uh, does this mean that somebody in Fort Lauderdale could hire you? Do you Absolutely. work remote or is it regionally specific?
2: No, I can serve people from coast to coast and I actually do right now. So oh, cool. as long as we've got a great communication process, I can serve anyone. So. That's
0: wonderful.
1: I got to say that's a pretty, um, I don't want to say it's a low bar, but it's kind of a sad story to say that just returning a phone call is kind of seen as an industry differentiator, you know?
2: Is that not ridiculous? It's like you can call it a low bar or I see it as an opportunity.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
2: know, like I can look like a hero just by returning a phone call.
1: Man. So yeah, be available and be for your customer. That's, a, right. <laughs> that's a pretty good through line. All right. Well, um, uh, okay. So tell me, you, you, you have a story about, uh, John Maxwell keynote about how you got into business. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that.
2: Absolutely. Um, one day I was just kind of cleaning up our wreck of an office. Um, we had let go of a, of a previous office manager and I was refilling those shoes. So anyhow, her, um, Made a little bit of mess of the filing cabinet. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this keynote speech. I'm going to get my filing done. And um, he said, here, what are my notes? Um, yeah, I was listening to his keynote and he was just talking about purpose. And like, you've got these books that have been out there for decades, you know, purpose driven life and all that kind of stuff. And I never really understood my purpose or could figure out what it was. And then he said, um, it's what you're passionate about and what are you good at?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I just sat there for a minute and I'm like, I really enjoy bookkeeping. It's calm. It's quiet. It's everything life is not.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be very ordered.
2: It's supposed so, to be very yeah. ordered. Mm-hmm. It's structured. And um, so I just decided I'd really like to start a bookkeeping business. Once my husband had decided he was ready to close his.
1: Okay. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty fantastic. Okay. So, um, and and you and I kind of share a passion or a love of Mike McCallowitz' books.
2: You really, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: man, I love the guy. I love what he's doing. I'm so um, excited
2: for the next one.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. always waiting for the next one. I know. Um, so, tell us about um, your. Uh, you know, people talk about mission statements and core values. He talks about them in a little different way, but do you sure. share those?
2: Um absolutely. I loved uh Mike McCallowitz with in the Pumpkin Plan. And he helped mm-hmm. me write my core values for my business. And so the first one is get her done. Like seriously, dive in, get started. It doesn't get any easier. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Delaying um, doesn't help. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Uh what's in your toolbox is just getting the right tools in the right spot in the right order and we can make everything seamless. And it goes beyond that, but for bookkeeping that's what it means and then yeah. the house wins first.
1: okay, what's that one?
2: Your business has to win, so you can win, and then we can help others win.
0: right, oh, that's good that's good
2: so, let me let me add, go ahead
0: and step on your line there for yeah. a second. Um, <clears throat> so I'm sure that you run into this from time to time that people think of bookkeeping and they may slot that in their mind roughly with yeah also we need janitorial staff or it's a it's easy to commodify um you know professional services mm-hmm. into certain slots and i'm curious to know how you've been able to transcend that or or work your way around from a communication standpoint so it's not simply that you're delivering on you know great monthly reporting it's what
2: um, honestly, anticipating needs. Okay. And honestly, by narrowing down my niche, I kind of already know their needs before they ever meet me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, honestly, I kind of, I've been working on becoming the person I was looking for like five years ago. Okay. And part of that's just communicating like what an accountant thinks of simple things and it's already assumed, but it's really not. Mm hmm you know, like, you know, you've got like a small brand new business and they start paying themselves through payroll. They don't need payroll. They can just cut themselves a check mm. kind of thing. You know, it's, it's simple little stuff like that, that yeah. I have found helps deliver good service.
0: Mm-hmm. And in the home services uh, segment, what, mm-hmm. what are, what are like one or two big problems that everybody's going to have?
2: Tracking your revenue. Like it doesn't oh, take yeah. much to throw a wrench in your day, like whether it be like someone calls in sick, someone quits, a truck breaks down, or you've got an irate customer who thinks you were supposed to get their first thing today and they're actually on the calendar for tomorrow. It's really simple stuff that can just wreck your your day and your mood. And so as long as you can track your revenue, I can take care of everything else.
1: Man, I, I, so I would say that uh, if, if, if a new client comes to you and says, um, you know, surprise me and you start unpacking about how to track revenue, right? I, I would imagine that would be really like very hopeful. That's a hopeful kind of message.
2: It can be, and I might not be able to fix what's happened, but we can fix it. So it doesn't keep happening, That's yes. great. but only if you let me,
1: mm-hmm. right, right. So do you have, um, you, you, you're very focused on home services. Do you have a, uh, a, who is not your perfect client?
2: Um, if you advertise on Craigslist for $25 an hour, we're not going to meet, we're not going to see eye to eye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's good. That's good. Is there, is there some specific mentality in that, that you're picking up on?
2: Well, I call it schmuck in a truck.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) that's punchy
2: (laughs) just if you think you're a low-level commodity then I you're not gonna work with me because I'm not a low-level commodity at this point Mm -hmm. yeah so I tried to be last year and it didn't work so
1: if you if you are interacting with people who don't know their own value it makes it really hard for you to convince them of yours
2: absolutely
1: that's really important
2: yeah, so it's a whole mindset. So if that's where your mindset is, that's fine. But I can't help you.
0: It's hard to sell professional services to non-professionals.
2: Right? Oh, I so like that. That's yeah. a,
0: that's
1: interesting. Do you you have um, you have some new uh, offerings or some new services? I do I do? I, I, I'm reading through this list, and I'm very excited about just looking at it. Tell us about it.
2: I am so freaking excited that I finally cracked the code on how I want to package services for people. Because let's face it, compliance bookkeeping is compliance bookkeeping. It's got to function, but like everyone wants help with so much more than that.
0: Right.
2: So what I've done is I've taken um, the Ziegler wheel of business out of the back of his book called Choose to Win. Mm-hmm. And I've taken about 10 projects off that list of 50 And I took the 10 projects that kind of directly tie to financials. So like an org chart, how does someone join your company and how do they work their way up? How do we pay people so that they're willing to stay? Um, We work on pricing and all that good stuff. So I'm so excited to start busting out projects for people.
1: Man. Okay. So if you are in a home, if you're in a van that has a logo that pulls up to people's houses, it Mm -hmm. sounds like Alexa Bartels is your best friend.
2: That's what I'm hearing. Yes.
1: (laughs) That is awesome.
2: That is the best compliment (laughs) I'll (laughs) hear.
0: Well, and also as long as you have a professional mindset and you are aspirational in terms of, I actually want to see, growth, I want to double my fleet size. Those, those probably are really good signifiers for you that this is a good match.
2: Absolutely. And that's been my biggest project this year is how do I market to a mindset and not just industries? Right. And this is how I've managed to present it.
1: That's cool. That's fantastic. I'm going to hit you with one last bonus question before we go. Okay. Um, one thing you wished that your customers
0: knew before talking with you
2: Please don't show up on my doorstep with receipts.
0: Like in a shoebox?
2: I don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let Great. the software do the work. I like, if you wouldn't pay for gas, I trust you. I don't need a receipt. <laughs> yeah. You know, there
1: you go. That's good. That I imagine that that would bring a lot of uh clarity to the relationship.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, That's you don't awesome. want me. You don't want to pay me to mangle those. No.
0: <laughs> good Good tip.
1: All right, Electa, thank you so much for spending your time with us and, uh, you know, being, being, and, uh, providing a blessing to these service providers out there.
2: Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed my time here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Take care. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the brand manual podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We'd be super grateful if you shared, You can find the other episodes on Apple Podcast and Spotify. We'll see you next time on the Brand Manual Podcast.